Good morning and happy Wednesday. Welcome to Dialegami, the people's conversation with Travis and Kyra Gold. If you are new here, my name is Kyra Gold. I am married to Travis Gold, who I love so, so much. He is the lead pastor at For the People's Church located in downtown Los Angeles. We have a son named Axel who I also love so, so much who turned one this past March. Time truly is flying. If you missed the other episodes in this daily series this week, uh, this week Travis and I were taking a break from our usual long form episodes that come out every Monday just due to how everything worked out with our church calendar over the next two weeks. So instead, I'm going to be hosting a week of daily gospel meditations. I've been saying that this is going from Monday through Saturday, but I've meant to say Friday, so sorry about that. I have been entrusted to steward these episodes and our heart with these daily devotional style episodes with these daily gospel meditations this week is to comfort, confront, and challenge you and ourselves, we need these truths too, uh, with the life-giving, false foundation, destroying truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you have not prayed before listening to this episode, press pause now and pray. Ask that the Holy Spirit apply his word to your heart, bringing fresh revelation and illumination in the name of Jesus. Amen. With all of that being said, let's jump right into the gospel meditation for today. We are going to be back in the book of Psalms. We're going to be taking a look at Psalm 130, starting in verse 1. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can with reverence serve you. Verse 5, I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than the watchmen wait for the morning, more than the watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, Put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. Verse 8, he himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. There is so much going on in these verses, and I encourage you to go through it exegetically, verse by verse, just like we did yesterday to receive all that the Lord is sharing in this psalm. For the purposes of today's gospel meditations, though, I want to pull out all of the gospel truths surrounding waiting that are in Psalm 130. Everybody is in a season of waiting for something, whether it is for healing, a godly and mutually edifying friendship, a relationship, an engagement, a child, a new job, a college acceptance letter, reconciliation, an official diagnosis, a house, a a church family, forgiveness, the microwave or oven to finish. Tell me why the last 30 seconds always feel like the longest. But everybody is in a season of waiting in some area. So it's not a matter of will we wait, but how will we wait? Will we wait in a way that says Christ is supreme and sufficient? 
In our desperation for the thing that we desire, God is teaching us to put our hope in him, not an outcome. The type of waiting that God calls us to have in our desperation for the thing that we want is one that puts its hope in him. God uses our waiting to change us. Nobody likes waiting, hence Amazon Prime. Our natural response to waiting is often doubt, frustration, worry, self-pity, or anger. But something is happening in our waiting. God is killing our pride. He's killing our false sense of control. And he's teaching us how to find satisfaction in him alone. That we may cry out in praise the words we read in Psalm 63, 3. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. Let's take a closer look at the gospel truths about waiting that are shared in Psalm 130. The first gospel truth about waiting is seen in both verses 5 and 6. Let's take a closer look, starting in verse 5. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. Verse 6. I wait for the Lord more than the watchmen wait for the morning, more than the watchmen wait for the morning. So truth number one, in our waiting, we are waiting for the Lord. He is true, steadfast, and never fails. Just like we just read in verse seven that with him is full redemption. Ultimately, no matter what else we are waiting for, we are waiting on the Lord. Jesus is the thing we are waiting for. Jesus is the person that we are waiting for. Not simply what he gives, everything he is. Let's continue unpacking what God says about waiting in the second part of verse 5, which reads, and in his word, I put my hope. Therefore, number two, the question is never simply, what am I waiting for? But what am I hoping in? Waiting and hope are intimately tethered to one another. When we wait on the Lord, we are putting hope in him and his word. God never promises that our seasons of waiting will end by receiving exactly what we want. Not all sickness ends with a cure. Not all singleness ends with a spouse. The list goes on and on, which means that our hope can't be anchored in the thing that we are waiting for. Our hope has to be anchored in something greater, the promises and the character of our holy God. Our hope is to be anchored in the promises in scripture. Let's walk through some of those promises together. Isaiah 41.10 So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Philippians 4.19 And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Matthew 5.8 Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Deuteronomy 31.6 Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. 
He will never leave you nor forsake you. Psalm 138.8 The Lord will vindicate me. Your love, Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. James 1.5 If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. James 4.8 Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Isaiah 43.19 See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. He is making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Romans 8, 28 through 30. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Verse 29. For those God knew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Verse 30. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. And lastly, Isaiah 46, 4. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he, I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. There is promise after promise in the word of God. These promises, the promises of our father are to be our anchors. They are to be the anchors for your soul. Not the promises you have made to yourself, or even the promises others have made to you, but the promises of God in his word. Run to these, cling to these, seek God's face in these, and remind yourself of the hope that has been given to you in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. My pulse check challenge for you. Spend some time this week to add to your arsenal of promises. We are given the word of God as our only offensive weapon. It's called the the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's how it's written in Ephesians 6.17. You have to be ready with the promises you already have in your, your arsenal. Ones that he has used to speak to you, to comfort you. Ones that he has shown you his character through time and time again. And then every morning this week, Ask the Holy Spirit, our great teacher, to help you identify a new one, a new one in his word to take with you through the day because he is before all things and in him all things hold together. The third gospel truth we see here is through verses seven and eight, which is that we can trust God in our waiting, that we can put our hope in him. Not the thing we desire from him, because the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. Take some time to really meditate on the character and nature of God as revealed in his word. We can believe in his word because we can trust his character. 
And as we read in Psalm 46.10, we can be still and know that he is God. Knowing the nature and character of God is to know rest. We do not rest because we do not trust him and we do not trust him because we do not know him. And in turn, we do not believe him and what he has spoken. So ask the Holy Spirit to search your heart, to lovingly expose areas of your heart where you do not fully trust him. Ask him how that's connected to not believing him and what he's revealed in his word about himself. Know that God's perspective is eternal, which means that any answer he gives to your requests, any answer he gives to our petitions, they're, they're precious and perfect answers. In my life personally, wait has been one of the most fortifying answers God has given me because in the waiting, he forges the bones of our faith. He makes us attentive to his voice deepening our intimacy with him and fortifying our trust in him. In the waiting, he is preparing us for service to him. He is training us for heaven and he is transforming us into his likeness. Will we complain our way to the things that we want, the things that might not ever come? Or will we receive the provision of his spirit that enables us to know his providence as we wait on him? trusting in his goodness and sovereignty. In our waiting, I pray that we would be able to cry out the words of Paul in Colossians 1.11, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience. In the seeming silence of our waiting, God, would you give us hearts willing to offer you our patience, hearts willing to say, Lord, I know I don't love you perfectly, but I want to love you more than an answer of yes to my prayers. As long as you call me to wait, I want to wait with a heart that is glad in you. One that can wait with joy at the hope that has already been revealed in Jesus. Our faith should lay in the trustworthiness of God, not the outcome or the gift itself. Our faith should not be rooted in what God can do for us, but in who God is himself. He is the reward. The thing that you are waiting for, are you okay if if you do not get the outcome you desire? If this season of waiting doesn't end with the thing that you've been waiting for, if you are not, then you have not truly surrendered. Pray that you would be able to wait well by the power and work of his spirit as he nurtures your patience in your love and adoration for him. Humility and trust are harvests of waiting that lead to faith, which is the only thing that pleases him. Lord, would we be able to cry out the words in Philippians 3, 8, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Now, here are some additional questions in addition to the ones I've been asking throughout the episode, some additional pulse check questions for you to take before the Father by the power and work of his Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus for reflection. Question number one, what is God revealing to you about himself and his character 
and Psalm 130. Question number two. In our desperation, God is teaching us to wait. And in the waiting, he is forging the bones of our faith, teaching us to find satisfaction in him. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you where you have become sidetracked in your desperation. Where instead of of going to him for satisfaction, you're leaning into other things to fill the void of the things you desire or where you are simply trying to help God be God and force things in your own way and your own time, which we know fails time and time again, because only God's good at being God. Question number three, how has God brought you encouragement through Psalm 130? How has it comforted you specifically? And what is he teaching you in that? And lastly, How has he brought challenge to you through these verses? Both the ones that I highlighted today about waiting and also the other verses that I didn't highlight. What specifically is he confronting in you? Thank you, Jesus, that you are the one we are waiting for. May your name be hallowed and your will be done. And to you be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, that's going to be it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Again, it truly is such a humbling privilege to steward this week, these episodes for his glory. We will be right back tomorrow with another daily gospel meditation from the word of God. In the meantime, remember to love God, love his church, and faithfully build your foundation on him. In Christ with prayers and love, Dialagamai, the people's conversation with Travis and Kyra Gold. See you next time.